Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We're live here in not quite sunny Seattle, but still quite gorgeous. Eric's giving me that look because I always say I'm not going to talk about the weather. <laughs> and every single time I talk about the weather. There you go. <laughs> but it, it's what everybody talks about. So True. you're not alone in that respect. Oh, yeah. But I don't want to be ordinary. I have, I have to maybe rethink that. And, but I, I love to talk about the weather because it grounds us. You know, when we're talking about energy and health and awareness, one of the best things we could ever do is to be present in our bodies. And so I always think if I talk about my weather, then everybody else is going to be looking out their window, even if the sky could perhaps be completely black, like it probably is in Scotland where Teresa lives, who listens to the show in the evening on Thursdays. Um, at least, you know, we're moving deep into our bodies um, because we're getting grounded. We're getting present. They, they may still have a, a trickle of daylight in Scotland oh. at this hour, as far north as they are. Oh. You know, I'm not sure because it's still summertime. So, you know, it might still be just a little bit daylight there. Sounds so, yeah. gorgeous. And, of course, we know in many parts of the country it's really hot right now. And mm. maybe they were wishing they had some overcast like we have in Seattle right now because I had to wear, like, full clothes today. No no skirt, no shorts, <laughs> no nothing. Just We're back to our normal we're selves. We're back here. to our normal clothes. But I have to Like pa- jackets. And like jackets, That's what right. That's about here. Um, and I have to pack tonight for Tempe, Arizona, because I leave in the morning. So I, I don't have to put hardly anything in my suitcase because it's like 100 degrees there. Sunblock. Sunblock. <laughs> That's what you need to put in your suitcase. Bathing suit shirts and sunblock. <laughs> I got that. Well, we'd like, of course, to welcome everyone to the show, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what your weather is or what time of day it is. And I have the pleasure and the honor of interviewing David Pond. He's an astrologer. We had the pleasure of meeting Uh, I think maybe four years ago, approximately, when we were both in Sun Valley, Idaho. Although you have been to Sun Valley, Idaho many, many, many more times than I have. You have a great following there. David holds a Master's of Science degree in in Experimental Metaphysics from Central Washington University. I had no idea that they taught that at Central University of Washington. (laughs) David is the author of six books, um, two of them I own, Astrology and Relationships and Chakras for Beginners. Fabulous book. In fact, the second book I know for sure is sold around the world a few times over. David's formal education complements his many years as a practicing professional astrologer and his lifelong study of yoga and meditation, thus giving him an in-depth awareness of the field of metaphysics. David utilizes his skills of giving lectures, private consultations, which I've had a few and they've been wonderful, and taped readings. David has helped individuals find a deeper meaning in their life, get in touch with their source of strength, improve relationship skills, and identify and overcome problem areas. David and his lovely wife, Laura, she is lovely, organize yearly trips to sacred sites such as Bali, the Yucatan, and Hawaii. These week-long adventures include yoga, consciousness work, and cultural explorations. Thank you for coming on the show again. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. I know. I know. I saw you again when we were both in Sun Valley um, just in May. Wonderful wellness conference there. Wasn't it a great one? It was Probably my favorite. I mean, you've seen far more than I have. You've been there many. How long have you been going to Sun Valley? 
25 years. Yeah, so. a long time. And um, we share a, a mutual friend. Of course, you've known her for 25 years. I haven't known Andrea that long. Um, but that's how we met mm-hmm. um, the first time in Sun Valley, Idaho at her home. I was thrilled to see the wellness conference actually grow in numbers, even in a bad economy. It's now doubling in size and shows an interest, a shift in the public, right? Right, right. Very exciting. It was exciting. And one of my favorite keynotes was there, um, Jibalti Taylor. I loved her talk. I've seen her speak before. Um, and she was wonderful. So, you know, we were chatting. And one of the things that I loved that you were doing when I watched you give your great talk at the festival is that you did a reading on the talk. I mean, like you had it up on this beautiful, you know, uh, screen, at PowerPoint stuff. I don't do any of that when I give talks. <laughs> You're very organized. It was quite gorgeous. And you had an astrology reading of the conversation you were having so that everyone, I, I think everyone felt really included. It was about all the people that were coming together at that moment. It was really cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I noticed that you did that for today, too. Well, it's a good thing to do. To fee- it gives you a, a way to know the climate of well, who we're talking right now with this energy, and so it shows the oh well, the public interest as well, and how well, it just gives us some clues as to what people might be interested in. Oh, I love that! So, of your reading that you're looking at on your um, computer screen, what is like the public interest of our, the talk we're going to have today? Well, there's going to, with the double Scorpio at the start of this, there's going to be interest in the mysteries ah. and the deeper level and transformation. And certainly, well, the sun has just moved into Virgo. Oh. So we're going to want to have some useful information. <laughs> what can I do with this information? <laughs> yeah, Don't right? just tell me. What can I do? How can I incorporate this, integrate this? Oh, wow. So people will want to have some tools. Wow. Do you think that that has something to do with what we're moving into collectively like, it's not just about, oh, we're, we're going to meditate on Chiron and, you know, the be- beautiful star structure. We're actually going to maybe move beyond that and bring it into the Earth realm. Do you think that? Well, that excites me a lot. I think that many people on the spiritual path, we have learned to transcend. We've learned to meditate on our cushion or on the mountain stream. But then that that stillness, that quiet doesn't come back with us back into our lives. And I think that is part of the, the movement is this integration of how to bring that quiet, that stillness, that meditative place back into our everyday lives. Right. So that when you're in a cubicle in a really big building working for someone that you've never met before, uh, that you can find that peace and that grace and that direction that we're all seeking. Well, you're the master at that. You, you, <laughs> you write books on this, and they're useful. You, your book is Intuitive Self-Healing, but I think it could be Intuitive Self-Guidance. I think the principles, the practices of quieting and listening. It, I think of this as the age of intuition. Mm. We, we've been in the era of reason, the age of reason. What's reasonable? What's practical? Mm. Well, right now, we can't reasonably figure out our, <laughs> our world, can we? <laughs> No. So you so you think that where we are heading now or where we are right now is really the age of intuition. I think we're on the cusp of that age of intuition and that the Pluto square Uranus of the astrology, the Mayan calendar shift this year into this next quickened level takes us to another quickened level. Now, quickened, when we know the chakras, that's the upper chakras. That's the home of intuition. So learning how to have intuitive guidance as opposed to just trying to figure things out. 
people are getting overwhelmed in this energy, trying to figure everything out, just stand the rational, logical, how, to, how can I figure all this out? Well, we can't, but we can intuit. Intuition uh, doesn't have a speed limit on it. It's so true. knowing. Right, right, absolutely. And, and many times it comes in the quiet, you know, when you're not thinking about a dang thing, or you're simply washing dishes or sorting laundry or mowing the yard, you know, when you're distracted from your physical you know, uh, frustration, so to speak, <laughs> you know, when you're contemplating, it just comes well, just like that. It is different, isn't it? Because it's not like just super fast thinking. Mm-hmm. It's another dimension of listening. Right. And, and, and considering how to listen for intuition rather than to create it, manufacture it, access it, but how to just stay open to it as a strategy, I think is something that's real helpful. Well, I already love this hour, and it just began. <laughs> I'm super <laughs> excited. So so you said we're on the cusp, and so are you um, talking about the date in December when the mind calendar ends? Are you referring to that in terms of the beginning of this age of intuition? Uh, not specific dates. 12-21-2012 is mythologically profound in our collective psyche, yes. But that date spreads out. There's a splash zone. It's an era that wow. we're shifting into, not that date. And people wow. can already feel it. Right. Now, I love the mind. We're going to take a group down there for the 12-21-2012. Are you really? Yes, absolutely. Are you going to Chinsen Itza or well, Tulum? We be, we're going to Tulum and Koba, and we'll be doing... I might go. Oh, well... <laughs> I've we, been to Chinsen Itza before, but I haven't been to Tulum. We have, well, we have an opening for one couple right now. Really? So let us know. Okay. But... Uh, What's fascinating to me about studying the Mayan traditions is that this is the only system that I'm aware of that gives an account for this acceleration that people are experiencing, Mm. acceleration of time. Mm. That's not a woo-woo thing to say anymore. We've been writing about, talking about this, people's experience. Life is evolving faster. I'm moving faster. Everything's evolving quicker, quicker, quicker. The Mayan graphics of just going up a, a pyramid, there's nine levels, and each level is uh, elevated, of course, the next level up, but it takes up less space. It's mm. a smaller space. Right. So as we are now shifting to that next level, the same amount of consciousness growth takes place in less space. Thus, time literally accelerates. We are going faster. I can feel it. it Alyssa and I, uh, the last, I would say, three weeks... It, really? Is that is that really? Okay, you should um, see David's. Well, you can see David's face because we have four cameras in the studio <laughs> now. I have to remember to put on lipstick and fix my hair before I come into the studio these days. And of course, I remind I all of our... Me. You forgot your lipstick. <laughs> I did. Well, you look great. In fact, I have Alyssa tell every guest, by the way, there are four cameras in the studio now <laughs> so that people can wear the right shirt or whatnot. But um, I was looking at your face, which those who are online watching the show can see what we look like <laughs> and our facial expressions. That So three weeks was significant? Well, I'm excited about you feeling mm. this quickening, and everybody would affirm it. Mm. Now, some things, uh, if I could mention what I'm hearing and feeling from this right now, is the summer that astrologers have been writing about for a long time. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, I missed that. The Uranus Square Pluto is going to be seven times uh, from, well, now till 2015. Are you talking about when Uranus leaves then, Aries, or that's a different thing? Yeah, that's a different thing. As it's in Aries, it is Mm -hmm. now in square to Pluto. Now, when they came together, 62 to 69, this is what this 
aspect this year refers back to the birth of their start. And that, that period, 62 to 69, everybody will know something big was happening. Right. The spirit of freedom was on the planet. And we had the civil rights movement. Few uh, drugs. <laughs> we had the the whole uh, liberation of the oh relationships right. and feminine uh, psyche. Oh, the the feminist movement took off in high gear. Burning bras. Yes. <laughs> so now this square from right now is like a, a an adjustment about that, a comeuppance, if you will, about that which started back then. So astrologers have been anticipating this to be like the sixties. And I think are probably a bit surprised that we're not seeing more demonstrations in or the streets. Or that we're not running around naked and <laughs> there, there isn't um, Woodstock's not happening right now. But globally, the Mideast, I think historically, 100 years from now, when they think about this era, they're going to talk about the revolution uh, for independence in the Mideast. And now this is the... You know, we're not seeing it quite as much in the West. Of course, not even close. You know, We're seeing some... Movement, but it's going to be here for a few years. Now, what I'm finding, uh, so this revolution, we we were expecting it to be collective and events. What were the events of this summer going to be? It's more personal. I'm going to share two things. This first thing that I've found: one, Pluto has moved into Capricorn since 2008, and the general theme that we all need to be aware of is moving towards sustainability. Simply said, in our health, in our life, in our relationships, our money, and the way that we live on a planet, that simple word, but it means a lot. But Capricorn's an earth sign. It's an organization living with sustainable. So since 2010, you're on a squared this. Now, this is accelerating wherever it is that we've created systems in our life that mm. might have been quite functional five years ago, 10 mm. years ago, 15 years ago that is no longer viable, sustainable. There's been so much growth, change, chaos, uncertainty, evolution, that that doesn't fit in that old box again, right? Mm. So this summer, I'm finding many of us are seeing quite clearly where our old systems need to be up, updated, like websites or redesigning a website or getting more current, like, well, that worked great for 10 years, or how we use the postal services and all kinds oh, of things. Wow. Many of us are now people in their 20s won't feel that because mm. they hadn't established systems. See, so they're in this energy. It's like this is today. This isn't like I'm having to adapt to a new system. Mm-hmm. But the, then so they're going to be but more it's like older folks are going to feel it. They're going to feel that, that <laughs> I need to sh- shake up the system that I can't. Mm-hmm. And we've all known that. Am I moving in a sustainable direction? Now, the other thing I'm finding at the personal level. Most people in the consciousness movement probably would agree that most of the time they're in a state of well-being, just feeling fine, not not ecstatic, not enlightened, just well, just fine. But then when you fall off the path in this quickened time that we're in, and we all do, when we have a bad day, fall in the hole, it's a steeper descent in a bigger hole than people expected. Wow. And see if your friends or clients or Listeners I, can I have verify been that. certainly busy um, with no problems the last several years. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden you come along and then boom, right. it, you're in it quicker and faster. Right. Now, two of the things I'm doing with this because of that, people are, are, you know, how did I get so messed up? I was in a fine place yesterday. Since it's happening so fast or with such a steep descent, no slow on ramp, it 
clearly delineates where our issues are. Now, for people who can watch, you can see if your mind is such a morass of thousands of chaotic things, well, that wouldn't work. But for somebody who can find the stillness, the quiet, and then when you do, all of a sudden you went from state of well-being into a messed up mind that we do, you can, whoa, I see the track. I, you can start editing, seeing mm. aware. Two, the other thing I'm doing and talking with people about is disbelieving the mind when we're in the non-well-being state. Just disbelieving whatever it's coming up with, the doubt, suspicion, it's in just acknowledging it, but acknowledging right. it's not speaking truth. Right. Anything I decide from here is going to be born of this well, lack of well-being. I'm just going to wait till I come back to well-being and then make the decision. This is helping to accelerate, get through it again, because you're sure you're grinding away on something. I am. People are. Sure, of course. But instead of thinking that that's really going to resolve anything, you know, absolutely it's not. <laughs> right. It's just a following an illusion. Right, right. So this leads to this intuition guidance that I'm so excited about talking to you about today, because I think if we can get into that state of well-being, that well-being will inform us how to stay in a state of well-being and pretty clearly show us when we drift off of that. Wow. So that intuition for the public, we're excited about telephone intuition. I thought about that guy and he called. (laughs) (laughs) And we're hearing that. I mean, that's happening for people. But that's application, as you wrote about, for healing, but for guidance. I'm thinking about it as just day-to-day guidance instead of logic and reason and planning. Get into a state of well-being. Trust the intuitive guidance. Follow the moment to moment. And that would be my advice of how to align with that. I I think that's absolutely wonderful because really that's the only way you can get to the answer that's going to feed your heart and your soul, you know, is that you you have to be able to stop, take several deep breaths, get out of your head, get out of your fears, and wait. Wait until the calm overcomes you and the grace, and then follow those instructions because those are always the very best. We're going to take a break here on the Ray Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in the studio in Seattle. You can listen to us here on 1150 AM KKNW, or you can go to the web at energyintuitive.com. Or Eric, how else can people find us? They can also, if they have an HD radio, we don't mention this enough. If you have an HD radio, tune in at 98.9 HD Channel 3. And if you don't have an HD radio, then log on to 1150kknw.com. You can listen and watch us live there. Wonderful. We'll be right back. You are always supported. You are never alone. From before you were born and throughout your whole life, you are accompanied by your spirit guides. Making contact with your spirit guides is just the first step on an extraordinary path to discovery. To find out how to make contact with the forces that have always been watching over you, join Marie at her Spirit Guide Workshop, Saturday, October 13th at the Lake Union Courtyard. This interactive day-long workshop will help reveal how you can deepen your relationship with your guides and increase their role in your life. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live 
Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath Dr. Sheila Dunmerritt to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. Alternative Talk 1150 is on the interwebs. Dial us up at 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in gorgeous, slightly overcast Seattle, but always gorgeous here. And you live in the Northwest. You live. I always have. Yeah, you have too. You're a native, just like me. Wow, nice. Yeah, and I love where you live. David lives on this gorgeous lake, um, and so it's a wonderful place for you and your family and your grandkids to hang out. Because now you're a grandpa. How many kids now? How many grandkids? Eight. Eight. Eight eight grandkids. Four boys. Eight grandkids. Oh. My gosh. So are all the boys married now? Well, no. Our youngest son is uh, still enjoying his single days. Excellent. Well, we're happy He's for quite him. involved, quite taken, as it were. <laughs> He's smitten with someone oh, is what yes. you're saying. <laughs> so that's good. So you have one child that hasn't even produced grandkids yet. So, I mean, you've still got some potential grandkids around the corner. <laughs> you might do. need a bigger house, although your house is plenty big, but <laughs> you might need a bigger one for those. We were talking before we went live that David's been having camp basically at Kid the house camp. Kid Kid camp. Camp for all the grandkids. And it just sounds like so much fun. <laughs> and you also have camp. a gorgeous garden, you know, so I know sometimes you do readings you know, over the phone in your garden, looking at the lake, and you also have this lovely writing cottage. You know, for when you write your books. Well, the gardening is one of the. I would I could talk about that for a second because sure. it's been a helpful tool for me to understand where we might be going. One of the phrases that they're using about this next level of the Mayan calendar is a conscious co-creative phase. Conscious mm. co-creative phase. Intriguing. It, we don't really know exactly what that means. I do. <laughs> well, tell us, please. No, I want to hear your, your beautiful explanation. But I, I could relate to uh, co-creating in a garden. Oh. See, that could relate to that. But instead of going out and imposing a plan on the garden, <laughs> I'm quite comfortable going out and asking, I'll be an agent of your will. I, I got a body that can move. What do you want me to do? Aww. And I surrender to that attitude. And I Aww. think of that as conscious co-gardening. You know, the garden's will speaks. And instead of, I'm going to make this row like this. Do you see? Oh, no. I think you have a better understanding of it than I do. Well, please, where do you go? I'm curious <laughs> well, I more love, than knowing. I love co-creating. You know, I love manifesting. And so I've, I've been a fan of co-creation you know, my whole life, I always wondered why my parents couldn't figure things out and just let the universe help them and not make their lives so difficult. I was, would, I can remember sitting back at a very young age, like, really, you can't figure this out? Just let creation help you. But I, I think that what you're talking about is even a bigger perception of it, where you're really surrendering to the will of creation, 
which is a challenge um, for lots of people, myself included. You know, we have these attachments and these ideas, just like the plan for the garden. And I loved what you said, going out and listening to the garden and the soil. Mm-hmm. Maybe it doesn't want to be planted that week, and maybe it doesn't want any carrots. <laughs> Right. Which is really also your body talking to the soil, saying we ate too many carrots last year. Could you plant more radishes? <laughs> you know, which is, I think, a very uh, a much more advanced form of consciousness where you as the human being steps out of the way. Well, as we you know, the, I, I'm curious about it because it's not like the the creative phase like we were in a while ago, this conscious co-creative, which is. If you want a red Maserati, picture it in your mind, mock it up right. on your refrigerator. Right. Get your insurance because it's going to be there next week anyway. <laughs> right. It, well, it's not just create, but nor is it surrender, not by my will, but thy will. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, trying to find that peace through surrendering. I, I find this an interesting thing of surrendering at the same time of showing up as well. Wow. Right? Because of our empowerment that we need to do to show up for what it is that we came here to do. Wow. So a few moments ago, you were talking about, before I we went to break, Pluto and Uranus coming together. So which planet is making us, you know, relax in this co-creative process where we're not cutting out the, you know, the Ferrari and putting it on the fridge? We're maybe just taking a crayon and tracing some sort of transportation vehicle, <laughs> but we're not, you know, so plugged into its color or its make. Which planet's doing that? Well, it wouldn't be either of those two. Mm. They're quite interested in upheaval, chaos, change, growth. The peace, the transcendence, that would be coming from Neptune. Oh. And Neptune is now in its strongest sign, Pisces. Pisces. Mm -hmm. And with Neptune and Pisces, I'm finding that many people are, are reconnecting to their spirituality in a new way. But the refreshed connection with Sources from the other side, I could say. Wow. Guides, guardian angels. Wow. Aren't you hearing this too from people oh. that they're, that people who had channeled maybe 10, 20 years ago, set it aside, all of a sudden they're connecting to their their sources again. Wow. Now that Neptune in Pisces is giving us a chance to invite in that assistance. Now I think that whole principle of starting the day off, you love the chakras, your book's about the chakras, starting the day off with a Chakra meditation, tune up each of your chakras, mm-hmm. visualize, and then invite in. You mm-hmm. know, may I be aligned today with my higher self and that which is in my soul's best interest and those people that I love's best interest. Mm-hmm. Who are we asking? Well, I'm not sure. But <laughs> our, our higher self, we could right. imagine some might have a more religious or spiritual deity that they want to align with. I think that helps. But then... I'm also asking for filters because that that Pisces level, our imagination, most of us would discover, is rather shameless. I mean, it can be spiritual and visualize some chakras, <laughs> but it can go some other places. <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking about, none whatsoever, yeah. And that will get us, that drifts us into those weird zones, right? So asking for filters is mm-hmm. another Neptune and Pisces trick one could use or tool just to... While while you're asking to align, you could also, by the way, could you help filter out the information (laughs) that's not my soul's best interest, not on my track, not on the people that I love's best interest. I find that helpful. Mm -hmm. But that stillness, that quiet. Now, we're used to working meditation quite a bit. Most of us, you know, we work the meditation. Seriously, and I think that that's just too hard on us personally. I mean, 
I mean, I, I, I want to hear you? what you... Yeah, I think that sometimes... I mean, well, for me personally, when I sit down and meditate, I want to have like fireworks and some amazing thing happen. And because and, I've had amazing things happen, but then I don't get to really enjoy whatever I'm supposed to enjoy because I'm, I have this expectation that, you know, it was self-directed, it was self-directed directed. Exactly. as we pull up out of self. I think the human mm. tribe of beings is moving up out of the lower chakras and up into the upper chakras. Right. And but one of the practices I've been doing is practicing meditating as if I was a shrub in oh, my yard. I love it. And I, I, if I'm a shrub in my yard, I'm not processing a lot. Of, I'm not practicing breathing. I'm not counting breaths. I'm not inviting <laughs> right. any deities. In this particular <laughs> exercise, I'm just being a shrub. Exactly. And, and just absorbing and sensing and listening. Right. Rather than directing aiming point i so agree yeah i've been doing it too every morning yeah this led to that i well I, I interviewed i read this book and i interviewed the author and he calls it his quiet time uh i can't remember what i've been calling it i, I think my alone time where i have no plan but i'm just going to sit for 20 minutes and there's no plan i like the idea of being a shrub no, really because if you're just a shrub again the only thing you would really be concerned about is how wh- when did it last rain <laughs> and did a dog pee on me recently <laughs> you know that's kind of it it's just you in existence and it's not a struggle there's it's just the truth of of the energy is ah, there so it allows powerful. us to be imprinted by the energy rather than us directing how we want to be imprinted it's just, powerful it's there just be with it now that type of listening then also can give us a home base reference if a person has never found quiet and we're asking them to listen, it, it, it might not work. You know, you have to <laughs> you have to find the quiet first. You have right. to you have to get there first. Right, could take a while. And, and so you get familiar, and, and it doesn't matter how busy we are, how jammed we are, how many appointments we have. If we took 10, 15 minutes, we could find that stillness. Any of us. And that's not special skill, and it's. So it's always there. We, we go away from it, but it's always there. I certainly agree with you. And it's funny because when I was reading, it's called Three Simple Steps, basically like a shrub, but a, a different analogy for it. I thought, well, I've been doing a little bit of quiet time in the evening. I'm not going to do it first thing in the morning. And then, but then I thought, well, I'm going to interview this guy. I have to try it, right? And it, it's amazing that how much it affects me. It makes my whole day quieter. It, it, I get impressions and ideas and resolution to things that would perhaps take me much longer to contemplate or move through because I've been allowing myself, as you said, to not be self-directed and to just allow myself to let the universe help me at any given moment of my day because I've, I've strengthened that bond that we all have, you know, because we're all light. No matter how you want to slice and dice the human world, we are light particles, you know, having a physical experience. So how long have you been working on being a shrub? <laughs> that came to me about a year ago. I think really? I've been shrubbing for a year. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you've had that, those same kind of experiences where just life flows a whole lot better. Well, I do. I, and my joke is, is that when I let go of my direction, I wasn't directing myself all that well anyway. <laughs> but if I allow the direction, it, now, it, but again, it's predicated on well-being. Mm. I do believe that the, that we are designed to live in harmony. Mm-hmm. And I think that our conflict and our illusions and our struggles, that's the illusion. So that if we can get back into that empowerment place, just like sitting and meditating or any of the great work that we've all been led to, then stay there and edit anything that takes you away from there. Yeah. 
So exactly. as soon as the mind, as soon as you know what that center, that calm, that strength, I would say it this way, be in a revolution. You're on a square of Pluto. We were watching the revolution. Be in a revolution against anything that disempowers you. Wow. Behavior patterns, ways of being, thinking, things that we thought, food patterns, eating patterns. Is it empowering or disempowering? Mm-hmm. And just using that, noticing that our energy and noticing what activities are enlivening it, empowering it, strengthening it, and which ones are... Pulling it back down. Pulling it down. Or like you said, falling into that hole. You know, and, and we talked during the break that perhaps the depth of that hole is what's making people reevaluate, you know, right? Because yeah. it's a pretty quick drop. Yeah, from pretty f- quick. Steep descent, rapid. Ouch. <laughs> but we can go through the issues quicker, too. Mm-hmm. They're faster, through faster. Oh, wow. You wow. Know, that we're in a speeded up quick in time. So we use that to our benefit, too. We don't have to be mired in that for a day. You know, you right. Can get in it, see the air and make the adjustment and get through it. I think that's absolutely gorgeous. I'm having the pleasure and the honor of interviewing David Pond here today live in the studio in Seattle. Um, tomorrow morning, I leave bright and early to catch a flight to Tempe, Arizona. And I want to thank um, Felicia, who lives there, who actually told us about Changing Hands Bookstore. And so wherever you live around the world, if you think there's a bookstore or a venue that might be appropriate for the things that I love to talk about, um, give us a call or email us. And if it looks like a fit for um, what I'm doing these days in the world, I just might show up in your neck of the woods. We'll be right back with David Pond. Become a Reiki master the weekend of October 5th through October 7th at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You will learn to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants. Marie will be your instructor, guiding you with her own symbolic sight and providing constructive feedback. Take this opportunity to fulfill your dreams of becoming your very own certified Reiki master. You will receive attunements that allow you to practice Reiki at the master level and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington. Washington State. Enrollment is limited. Please call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, for more details. Manson Mitchell welcome astrologer Christopher Renstrom on Friday. As summer turns to fall, what is there to look forward to? And on Saturday, numerologist Carrie Samuels goes by the numbers for a rundown of issues great and small. Then medium and author Jeffrey Marks tells us what we can expect when we get to the other side. Angels and harps, fire and brimstone, or something a lot like here. Manson Mitchell, Friday morning at 10 and Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific on Alternative Talk, KKNW. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back once again to the Remenu Cherry Show. I have the honor and the privilege of interviewing David Pond. He's a local astrologer here in Washington, but he gives readings around the world. You've been doing astrology for how many years now? Or decades? Which, which <laughs> Four one? decades. Four decades. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> embarrassing. No, it's not. Absolutely not. Congratulations. Um, we do have callers on the line waiting to talk to David. He is going to give some quick responses because we want to continue the conversation that we're having today, too, so that hopefully everyone who's listening, no matter where you are in the world, that you're touched. Um, so, Eric, who do we have on the line first? Well, well, we were just commenting during the break how interesting it is that uh, all our callers 
uh, today have birthdays in September in the 60s. And then we I just know. got another caller with a birthday in September in the 60s. That's so amazing. That's Isn't it amazing? Cool. <laughs> so that means September must be a pretty big month that's coming up, astrologically speaking. It must be. Let's talk to Cheryl calling from the coast. She's calling from uh, Hoodsport. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. Hi. It's so amazing. I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm looking out at the lake that I live over. I'm watching the sky and just um, thinking, wow, I'm just living what this guy is talking about. Oh, excellent. That's amazing. Yes. Did you have a question this afternoon? Um, actually, I just, uh, you know, I've never talked to Marie or had a intuitive, I know that the angels are around me all the time. They've saved me many times. Oh, boy. Um, but just uh, just listening to what you're saying, it's just it's where my life has gone in the last seven years. And, and I'm just, I'm finally getting to that point where I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> well, After seven years, I'm finally feeling like it's okay to just be peaceful. It's, isn't that an interesting statement? It's okay to be peaceful. Yes, we need permission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your bigger changes have already happened. You've, over the last few years, have been going through major astrological transformation. To the point of uh, talking like, whoa, from the caterpillar to the cocoon to the butterfly. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure that you're feeling that, that you're in an emergence stage right now and uh, the rebirth stage. So I'm glad to hear that you're finding that peace, looking out over the lake and finding your guidance. Yeah. Libra has been challenged over the last few years and in terms of uh, Who's the authority of your life, Cheryl? Who gives you permission to live your life the way that you choose? Can you relate to that? Yes. It's finally me. Yay! (laughs) It's finally me. Wow. For the first time in 52 years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Life is really, really good right now. And so Saturn, which has been sitting on Libras for almost three years, Mm -hmm. right? It's it's coming out of Libra. October 4th. (gasps) So what does that mean for uh for Libra Cheryl? should have a party. <laughs> a big one, right? <laughs> and yeah. invite their Aries friends. <laughs> yeah, because it's been kind of... Opposite Aries. So these are two <laughs> signs that have been getting hammered by the Saturn energy, uh, if you will. Uh, and just to, that sense of returning to a lightness will feel great after. Oh, wow. I, I Well, this is what I'm doing, Cheryl, because I'm an Aries. So I, I keep thinking as of yesterday, because I think something happened yesterday. I, I have no idea, or maybe it's today, because I'm not an astrologer, but I like to pretend that I am. <laughs> but I'm really not at all. Maybe in a past life, centuries ago. Um, I like to pretend that it already happened, that Saturn is now sitting in Scorpio, and it's no longer sitting on top of Libra. Um, so any wonderful um, words for Cheryl um, about her astrology these days? David? Well, those are the, we mentioned this, that you have just recently gone through the bigger issues. You've faced the confrontation with uh, what wasn't working, and now you are in the renewal phase. So, yay. Yay. Yeah. Congratulations. I, I just feel really grateful. I Aww. feel grateful for everything in my life, everyone Aww. and everything. Well, we wish everyone felt the way that you do today and enjoy the lake and the blue herons that are flying overhead and um, your peace. And thank you so much for calling in. Thanks, I will. Cheryl. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. All right. Let's talk to Mary in Kirkland now. Mary, you're on the air. Hi. Thanks Hi, Mary. Thank my call. Yes. I am in the midst of trying to make an important life decision. Um 
and I've been kind of just waiting for the last two years for it to for it to come to me, for me to be guided. Um, I did a big release of a lot of things two years ago, and I've gotten to the point where I just really haven't felt the guidance or felt any direction, but I am at the point it's like, well, I've got to make a decision. Do I settle down here and get a job, or do I uh, continue to move on and, and uh, kind of float around until something comes to me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It uh, looks like you are, are feeling a little bit like anxious, like a cat on a hot tin roof, like a, <laughs> rather than just calm and mellow that uh, you've got strong energy aspects. Now, your, your hunger to get in touch with what we could call right livelihood, for all right. of us, this Pluto and Capricorn is bringing up the hunger for Good. soul purpose, right Good. livelihood. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and it's something connected in a meaningful, soulful type of work, or at least the. the and I, I find that the conditions that we can listen to to kind of simplify that would be: one, do you love what you're doing? Is your heart in it? You have to have your heart in it. Absolutely. Two, are you good at it? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of helps, right? <laughs> if you're going to get paid, right, right. And and three, does it meet a need? Uh-huh. Now, this meet a need sounds nice, but Give this another little piece of thought. How many people want to know what their purpose is, their soul purpose? A million. Purpose? I can't tell you. It's the most common question I get. A good place to start is with this topic. All of nature is here in response to a need that brought us here. Wow. Everything's here is in a response to a need. So what needs are you drawn to, Mary? Instead of mm. going through the shopping list of, well, maybe I'll be a butcher baker, candlestick maker, or, uh, you know, what, what's out there. Well, what needs are you drawn to? When we surrender to the needs that we're drawn to, the skills that we need to provide and fulfill those needs are activated. Wow. Okay, so so what is it, Mary? What are you going to be when you grow up, Mary? (laughs) You know what? All I've really wanted to do is get married and have a family and cook for them and take care of them. And... uh, I ended up going down the path of being a corporate career person, and I ended that two years ago. Yeah. And um, so I'm still kind of waiting for all that to come forward, and, yeah. it, and it hasn't. And uh, I'm just trusting that the universe knows what it's doing. Um, in the meantime, uh, I am really still looking for, you know, my passion and what the world needs. And but, but didn't she just say what, you know, you know, no, really, I think you know what you want. I think you need to go find a great partner and make some kids, whether you fly them from China <laughs> or they come out of your womb. Right. Because I can tell you as a parent, and I know David feels this way, I've loved being a parent. It was the one thing, the only thing I wanted to do until I was in my 30s. It was to have children. And so I made sure that I married really quick and started producing children in my right. early 20s. So I, I think it's a phenomenal desire. I, I think it's amazing, you know, to parent children who you know are going to be our future beings in the world it's it's a, an incredible calling so what do you think david i know you're looking well, at her chart. i love that she has the moon in libra she has venus in libra she has mars in cancer these are all parts of her natural character that would just flourish in family family dynamics relationship you do have sun uranus pluto conjunction in virgo and it, you have to be careful of getting ready to do that. 
<laughs> I'm mean, almost like working ready. too hard. Yeah, no, prepare it soon. <laughs> soon, I'm gonna get my money together. Get get that together. Yeah. Just go get a guy, get, right? Just that preparer's consciousness of Virgo can be forever, right? You know? So just it's go like, find him. You know, when when is it? Yeah. Yeah, just start right. batting those eyelashes, flirting, <laughs> wear shorter skirts, get online dating. I mean, really, I, I'm not kidding here. I mean, I am, of course, you get to do what feels right to you. But I think what David is saying is that Virgos tend to overprepare. And mm-hmm. really, it's just about meeting someone who also has the same vision that you do, you know, falling madly in love with each other and creating a gorgeous home and family. Yes, that sounds lovely. I have been trying to do this for quite a long time. And my 50th birthday is looming next month. So we <laughs> know where those kids are coming from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So you can right? uh, so, allow well, this rather than make it happen. Watch okay, for it yeah. happening. Assume it's part of your soul's purpose. And then watch how it shows up okay. rather than <sighs> strategically design it. I can tell you, I'm going to be sending, and I love what David said. That's what he's been talking about while he's on the show. I'm going to be sending you great energy about it because really having, you know, a family, um, you know, and creating children, children was one of my greatest joys and something that I still am so grateful that I got to experience and get to, but in a different way now that they're older. So I'm going to send you impulses of, of all of that because I, I wish that for you. It's a really great experience. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, do I have anything like a Saturn return uh, affecting that? I've been told by other friends that maybe it's just not meant to be right now because of my age and a possible Saturn return. You well, you're that. not quite in your Saturn return at this point. Okay. Uh, you're too young for that, my dear. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Right. and oh, my uh, friends are older. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. You get a few years for that. Okay, uh, great. Still. And like I say, the... You've cleared some of the baggage out of the way. Now you need to move towards it. Yeah. You get to have okay. whatever you want. You know, that's what this, that co-creative process is about is you get to have the idea and then let, um, you know, let the universe speak to you about it. Look for the signs, as David said, and we wish you a beautiful day and you're part of the world. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's talk to Jeannie in Phoenix now. Hey, Jeannie. How are you? Oh, hi, Marie. Uh, so wonderful to talk to you. Yeah, are you going to drive to Tempe? I don't know how far that is from your house, by the yes, way. I'm, oh, I really? Am, I know. I just found out about you last oh week gosh. from the Alan Cohen podcast. And I'm oh, wonderful. He's listening lovely. to all your podcasts, and I'm like, who does a book tour in Phoenix in August? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, right? so, I'm very fortunate oh. I found out about you just in time, and I'm coming to your workshop on Saturday oh. and I'm bringing you oh. Oh, great. Well, well thank yeah, you so, so much. And please, you know, introduce yourself to me. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know I get to spend time with you on Saturday. I look forward to I'm that. Forward. That's yeah, wonderful. I'm looking forward to it, too. And I feel uh, doubly blessed today that I get to speak to David. Uh, you are well. blessed. So he, this is, yeah, this is He's fantastic. an angel. So, David, what do you have to say for Well, what kind of questions do you have today, Jeannie? What, what do I call? What's, what, what are you asking today? <laughs> well, I have a lot of things that I want to know about, but probably the one that I've been working on, well, I've been working on many things, but I have, I finally have an idea of what I want to do, and I don't know how to proceed, um, or I'm not sure if what I'm currently doing, if I'm just not loving it because of my attitude. What are you, what's your I'm, direction, what's your creative passion that you're wanting to do and follow? 
um, it's combining dogs and travel because I love my mm. dogs and I love to travel mm. and I have a couple of ideas. Are you thinking of a service that. or a health uh, type of work with that? Any kind of service that you would be offering with that? It could be. It could be thought of as a service. What's your? What is your angle on it? Well, either I was going uh, to do travels, you know, provide uh, travel uh, for people that would like to bring their dog on travel, or actually, I think I'd like to do some kind of show. Mm. So, actually, mm. I'd really like to do a show, mm. and maybe just. Do you hear that, Marie? I love Did it. You hear what she, uh, actually, what I'd really yeah the truth. Now, you have uh, five signatures in Virgo with two of the outer planets touching your Mercury and Pluto. You you are brilliant, bright, focused, task-oriented, effective, efficient, perfectionistic, health care. You love to be of service. You're, you're, you're so uh, skilled. And you also were born with the Moon-Jupiter conjunction in Cancer. So the caregiver, the nurturer, you probably could have been a veterinarian. You could have been a pet groomer. You could have, these would be things that you would have loved to have done as well. But with your energy and you stay focused, there's not much you couldn't do. Uh, your work ethic is so good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. My work ethic's very good. The focus, I yeah, the focus I'm not seeing. But so I think so David good. just said you could do anything you wanted, and you pointed out, and he agrees, and I do too, that the animal situation is a big deal. You could have been a vet. And so doing the show, because then she can sell her products at the show too. Yes. Right? People yes. love dogs. They, I mean, they take them all over the country now. They're in hotels. There's a beautiful four-star hotel in downtown Seattle called the Monaco. You can bring your dog there. I mean, like, it's a big deal, this whole pet industry thing, you know, having our wonderful comrades with us. So David's basically saying, go for it. What are you waiting for? Because I don't know what the next step is. I don't know what, <laughs> how to... <laughs> It's all that Virgo stuff. Is, is is that what it is, David? Or, I mean, you're well, the expert. It, it, it is because of our discussion. We're seeing how to trust and allow, let go of some of the planning and the precise right. But, of course, our friend Jeannie's archetype says, wait a minute, that's what I do well. <laughs> I plan, right? I, yes. Yeah. And so it's like it's it, it, letting go and allowing intuition you know which is and and intuition how do you know if it's right or wrong that that'll 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 be your test genie well if i just let go how do i know i didn't just make it up how do right. i know because of the virgo questioning and right. then it's that trusting of well that's what faith is all about totally as i have a virgo moon so i understand as an intuitive and it's about practice i i get to technically figure out how accurate i am What's my percentage? When do I feel that I'm off my accuracy? Am I at 75, 90%? I'm at 25%. Wow. So, you know, I work diligently at gauging that for myself personally, which is much harder, and professionally, which is much easier, um, so that I can be aware of when I'm not in that place, but practice. So you, that means you have to take some risks and go for it. Maybe you don't have to go rent the Tacoma Dome tomorrow. Um, I, I know you do, you don't live around here, but it's a huge, you know, big facility. But you could um, start to talk to people about would they be interested in the show? You oh, also have a everybody nept- I've talked to is 
really interesting. You're going to get support. Go. It's it's kind of magical. Aww. It's it's entertaining. You also have Neptune opposite Venus, and Jeannie, do you pray? Do you meditate? Do you invite in help and assistance from other levels? Uh, yes, yes. I, well, I don't know if I don't meditate, but um, I hike a mountain every morning, and I call it my oh, pilgrimage. That's, that's meditation. Yeah. That's meditation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I've been doing. Uh, I got into hot yoga, um, so I've been doing that the last three months. So I don't think you need. Well, David actually has something beautiful to say, but I don't think you need any more. Um, Everybody that you talk to this about says to do it. That's your intuition speaking to you through the voices of even complete strangers. And I'm sorry, David, I interrupted you. No, not you. at all. Then that's exactly right. But with the Neptune opposite Venus, as we were mentioning earlier about inviting mm. in assistance if mm. it, from your higher okay. self, guardian mm. angels, the the help so I need of to all ask the people who will be. I, okay. You do, and assistance <laughs> from all those who will be benefited by your project, all the, what, what you have your show, how many people's lives will be benefited. All their souls will assist you too. There's nobody that doesn't want this to happen for you. So it, invite in, and then again with Virgo, opposite the sign of uh, Pisces with the Neptune, it's that faith. It, it's After you pray, meditate, ask for guidance, and it comes, then don't question it. Act on it. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you. I'm going to be in your nice warm weather in um, less than 24 hours, so I'm looking forward to it. Yes, yes. Thank Thank you, Marie. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Certainly. Nice to talk to you today. And, of course, we have lots of callers lined up, but we only have a couple minutes left on the show, so I don't think people are going to get any more of your expertise on the radio program. So how can people find you? Okay. Well, David Pond at... DavidPond.com. Excellent. That's, and you, the, for those who, that their browser doesn't reach that, DavidPondAstrologer.com mm, wonderful. is the same site. Great. Two addresses. David, my email, David at DavidPond.com. <laughs> Phone number, can I give that? Yes, please. I would love to hear from people. 360 one, one. Oh my gosh. Well, I have enjoyed, as always, every moment with you. You're a joy and an inspiration. Love to have you on the show again. Well, thank you. I would thrilled Yay! to come back. And the great thing is David isn't that far away from the studio, so when he has time, he can get in his car and drive here so I can sit next to him and all of you can see him on the four cameras that make me make sure I fix my hair and put on my lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will be in Squam in September between the 12th and the 16th in New Hampshire teaching two workshops on creativity and writing. I will Before that, I will be in Boston at the Trident Bookstore on the 11th of September doing a book talk and doing a book signing. I look forward to meeting any of you in any of those places and anywhere else in the world. And we'll be back on the show on Thursday of next week. Thank you, Ingrid, again, David. Love having you. Thank you for Wonderful. having me. Thank you. Bye. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye. Making contact with your spirit guides is just the first step on an extraordinary path of discovery. This is Marie Manucheri, the host of Where Energy and Medicine Meet, airing Thursdays at noon. My six-CD lesson program, How to Communicate with Your Spirit Guides, offers essential training on how to deepen this magical relationship. Don't forget to tune in on Thursdays at noon for the Marie Manucheri Show.